friends it's vivek kumar signing in again today welcome to the book reading marathon challenge day 56 today i'm i would like to present before you the summary of a book 10% happier by dan harris this is a wonder book where we'll discuss about how to be happy and what is the secret of happiness I have also included the learnings from this book into my latest blog I can motivate myself and the creator of my own self part 6 So let's dwell into the concepts and the learnings from 10% happier by Dan Harris Friends how many times have you become overwhelmed by emotions so completely ruled by them that in anger or desperation you make a terrible decision that you later end up regretting or how many times has something as simple as waking up on the wrong side of the bed completely ruined what could have been an otherwise pleasant day this book summary will show you how you can manage your emotions through meditation in them the author shares his own compelling personal anecdotes so you can better understand that the ants and the ancient art of meditation is far more than a new age fad it can truly change your life in fact recent scientific studies have shown that mindfulness and meditation can have profound effect on your mental and physical health and thus your well-being meditation meditating can even make you more productive regardless of how you live your life by helping you conquer your ego and manage your emotions in this summary of 10% happier by dan harris you will also discover Why being selfish isn't such a bad thing. Why you sometimes find yourself gazing into the fridge without being hungry. And how meditation might save you from suffering a heart attack. So friends, we'll be just coming out with all the learnings, step by step learning from this book. I have a request with you. Uh, I have a request from you that please go and listen to this podcast till the end you will definitely get benefit and you'll get to know what are the ways what are the basic ways to be happy in your life so friends the first learning is the e- the ego is your inner narrator or your sense of i it is the voice that tells you what to do we hear the word ego quite often your spouse might call you ego ego statistical your best friend is egocentric an armchair philosopher invoke freudian buzzwords blaming personal shortcomings shortcomings on the ego but the ego is far more nuanced than we give it credit in our everyday interaction we often refer to the ego as the source of pride or self love To most the ego is the source of behavior that is self-serving 
are unconcerned with the well-being of others to freud the ego represents a psychological mechanism that mediates between our morality and our base desires but these definitions of ego still don't get into the heart of the matter we can talk about deep desire or fairy pride but we still can't explain what's going on in our head when we do when we do strange things like open the fridge without actually being hungry a better way to think of our ego and certainly one that offers you the most insight into your behavior is as the voice in your head your ego comments on your action and behavior from the moment you open your eyes in the morning until you drift off to sleep at night telling you what to do and what not to do this isn't the kind of voice in your head that is attributed to psychosis rather you can think of it as a voice that manifests throughout your thoughts for example your ego is the voice that tells you i'm way too tired for the gym even when you know that you could easily stand to break a sweat it's what makes you obsessively check your emails thousands of times per day or get into the refrigerator even when you are on, you aren't hungry hungry as you'll see the ego is responsible for a great deal of what you do luckily taking steps to rein your ego in can make us happier and healthier the second learning from the book 10% happier is your ego's ravenous hunger for more can never be satisfied it will always push you further the ego is never satisfied it will always want it will never be content and it will never be perfectly happy by design the ego will always want more than it already has when the ego is fed a new thing this simply resets the baseline for desire and immediately the ego begins reaching for more something more it doesn't matter how many material possessions you have nor does it matter how many money how much money you have spent acquiring them even if you don't need it you still yearn for the newest sports car or that hot new gadget the best meals are not satisfying even when prepared by the best cooks soon you will become hungry and yearn for a meal that is even tastier than the last in a sense no matter how many times you try to satisfy your ego desire your ego will only want more the ego is obsessed with the past and the future and in its obsession neglects the present the skipping you from fully living in the now the ego loves especially to dwell in the past and thrives on drama by keeping old long soupin old wound soupin it's the reason that you complain your spouse about a work problem at dinner and it's what causes you to lament being jilted uh, by your first love at 17 despite being happily married today your ego constantly assesses your worth against the appearance wealth and social status the status of others but will always find you failing no matter how smart beautiful or wealthy you may be according to your ego there's always someone smarter more beautiful or wealthier 
thus your ego will spur you to continually strive to become that better person but after achieving what your ego wants will you be happy no the ego is never happy just think of all the rich famous and fortunate people who have committed suicide become addicted to drug and other otherwise ruin their lives the next book summary will also be there with uh, talking about egos but this book has something more to offer and that's why i call this book as a book of wonder we read dozens of other great books but this 10% happier is really book of wonder just stick to the summary and you'll come to know about this the third learning from this book is control your ego by practicing mindfulness and becoming more compassionate towards others when we practice meditation we learn a value skill called mindfulness mindfulness is the ability to respond not and not react to our surroundings as well as our impulses Medi- meditation increases our mindfulness by instructing us to immense immerse ourselves fully in the present moment and not be over- overwhelmed with life's stressors for instance when a college uh, when a colleague told the author that he would never become a big time anchor he used his new found mindfulness to respond rather than react uh, rather than react react if he would have reacted he would have got angry and he would have uh, said something to the uh, to his boss why why do you say that i cannot be successful uh, i cannot be successful as an anchor man i will try and i will get it done rather he he never did react like this rather he responded to this in another way by just asking his boss to suggest him some ways by which he can improve himself and become a, a big time anchor man so it is mindfulness mindfulness doesn't improve our decision making it also changes our biology a harvard mri study observed that people who had taken eight week mindfulness course through meditation had developed thicker gray matter in the areas of the brain associated with self awareness and compassion likewise mindfulness training appeared to shrink the regions in the brain associated with stress this increase in compassionate behavior that is practicing concern for your own well-being and the well-being of others is none uh, not something to be overlooked demonstrating compassion towards yourself improves your decision making by allowing you to forgive yourself for mistakes and accept your flaws in fact studies have demonstrated that people trained in self compassion people trained in self compassion meditation are more likely to demonstrate healthier behavior such as quitting smoking or eating healthy likewise being compassionate towards others actually help you to become a more fulfilled fulfilled person one study asked participants for a few days to wear tape recorders which would record their conversations the recordings verified that participants who practiced meditation were more empathetic spent more time with other people laughed more and used the word i less indeed we can use compassion for others to our own advantage as the 
Dalai Lama put it, be wise, selfish rather than foolish selfish. The fourth learning from this book, 10% Happier is, you don't need to lose your edge or become a pushover when you tame your ego. Some people dread the Buddhist concept of letting go, as they see it as going soft or becoming ineffective, an act of capitulation. For example, an American author and psychotherapist Mark Epstein often recounts the story of his uh, Buddhist patients who denied themselves orgasms during sex or refused to place an order themselves at restaurant as a means of not expressing personal preferences. Obviously, this sort of behavior did not make them happier people. Controlling your ego does not mean forgetting about your own needs and becoming a pushover. An Indian meditation teacher named Munindra advised all his students to keep things simple and easy. One day, a student saw his teacher harshly negotiating over a bag of peanuts in the village marketplace. When the student confronted him over his behavior, what he thought was a contradiction. What he thought was a contradiction to the simple and easy mantra. Munindra replied, that is the teacher replied, I said be simple, not simpleton. Means be simple but do not compromise on yourself as well. Controlling your ego does not mean that you have to lose your S or stop being a proactive member of the society. In fact, according to Professor John Kabat-Jinn, practicing mindfulness actually makes you more creative and more productive as it clears your mind of unhelpful assumptions and routines, thus making space for new ideas and thoughts. During a 10-day meditation retreat, the author was flooded with ideas with which he filled in his entire notebook. He was more proactive in the time of peace and mindfulness than normally. When his mind is cluttered and chaotic. Interestingly, one of the most important discoveries that the author made on his journey to tame his ego was that high levels of stress or the need for competition weren't necessary to fuel his drive. Quite the contrary, he found that it was much more satisfying exercise to control these urges than to indulge in them. The fifth learning from the book 10% Happier by Dan Harris is Meditation is a simple way to increase mindfulness and compassion in everyday life. At this point, we have talked quite a lot about meditation. But what is it exactly? In a sense, when you meditate, you sit comfortably and focus on your breath. During this time, your mind uh, will inevitably wander off to other things. That's okay. When this happens, simply refocus your mind on your breathing without judgment. The nice thing about meditation is that you don't need anything to get started. Anyone can meditate anywhere. So meditation is easy, but what's in it for you? Why should you bother? For starters, meditation increases mindfulness by teaching us to view the contents of your mind with non-judgmental distance. According to Buddhist teaching, we have three habitual responses to everything we experience. The first one is we want it. Think about that gut-level desire to eat a delicious cookies. I want that. We reject it. Imagine sweating at annoying mosquitoes. We don't want to do it. That is, we reject it. We zone out. 
have you ever listened to a flight attendant safety instructions all the way through through a right mindfulness gives us a fourth option the fourth and the most important option is given by the mindfulness and that says we observe without judgment observe whatever is happening in front of you but do not judge it your first experience with mindfulness during meditation often happens when experience some sort of uncomfortable situation like an itchy nose or sore legs in these cases you simply observe the pain with impartiality and without reacting to the to or moving to moving towards it means even if there is some itching in your body just just see it just feel it but do not react to it eventually you will be able to apply mindfulness to more complex discomforts your thoughts and emotions in addition meditation increases your compassion in the month after the author added conscious compassion to his meditation practice he began seeing changes in his life he found that he was not only kinder to others but also to himself for example he was better able to avoid gossip at work became more empathetic towards others and felt less annoyed by their idiosyncrasies or shortcomings the sixth learning from this book 10% happier by dan harris is meditation does a bodily body good helping curb the effect of stress and even disease meditation is not only good for the mind it also can have profound positive effects on the body humans still haven't said the fight or flight instinct triggered in the times of danger while modern life has changed our daily threats however from prowling tigers to highway traffic how stress affects our body hasn't changed constant stimulation keeps us in a state of overload which causes high levels of toxic stress chemicals to accumulate in our body however studies have shown that meditation can actually reverse the meditation can actually reverse the effect of these stress chemicals by lowering blood lowering the blood pressure and thus reducing the risk of heart disease researchers also suggest that the mindfulness practiced during meditation can split into everyday life leading to increased patience empathy and compassion and compassion friends imagine that you are stuck in a traffic jam on your way to work normally you might react angrily and impatiently punching your steering wheels and thinking why is it happening to me however once you have practiced mindfulness you will simply observe these thoughts and let and let them pass without becoming consumed by you you will not react but you will respond with sober calmness other studies have shown even more obvious health benefits meditation can also be beneficial in battling major depression drug addiction being eating and smoking it can help cancer patients better handle stress and senior citizens avoid loneliness meditation can also stem the effect of adsd asthma psoriasis and even irritable bowel syndromes finally meditation allows you to sculpt the one tool you have for perceiving and experiencing the world your brain indeed studies have shown that training your brain through meditation can improve your resilience impulse control and your overall level of well-being 
it meditation cannot read your mind read your mind of negative thoughts together but as the final book somebody will show it can still help you deal with those thoughts so friends in the seventh learning from the book 10% happier by dan harris we'll talk about how medication and meditation can help us deal with our own thoughts the seventh learning is accept your negative emotions then separate yourself from them through non identification means if any negative emotion comes to you first accept it and then separate yourself from that meditation however is not a cure all so what should you do to help stem the influence of negative emotions psychotherapist and buddhist teacher tara brach suggests that you simply acknowledge your negative feelings that is admit that you are experiencing them rather than deny them don't move away from them just accept them the buddhist teacher uh, teach that we should let go but what they really mean is let it be instead of denying ugly characteristics or negative feelings just let them be without judging yourself or having them another buddhist saying is that the only way out is through imagine those negative feelings as an immense wave coming right towards you the best way not to drown is to dive into the wave thus causing it to lose its power the author learned this the uh, this the third way after he tried to sort out all his memories of reporting in a war zone through using drugs instead of acknowledging the sorrow and brutality he had witnessed eventually his refusal to manage his negative emotions is a healthy way to let him having a panic attack on air there are more proactive ways of dealing with negative emotions according to brass teaching there are four stages to accepting these feelings just listen carefully to these four stages how you can accept and come over your negative uh, feelings the first step is you must recognize the emotion then allow it to exist investigate its effect and finally separate yourself from it through the practice of non identification so these are the four steps that we have to take the author practiced this when he was concerned about a promotion the first step he recognized that he was worried yeah i'm not getting a promotion i'm worried next he convinced himself that it was okay to be worried means he accepted whatever he was feeling the third thing is then he investigated how his body was handling the worry means due to this worry what was happening to his body he felt a budging in his chest and finally the fourth step he did was he practiced non identification telling himself that he is bigger than his monetary concerns and that the moment would pass so it's better to be healthier than getting a promotion so that's how he just passed out with this negative feelings without being affected by recognizing that his fear over a promotion would not turn him into a habitually worried person the author was able to separate himself from his emotions and conquer his ego so friends these were the seven learnings that we had from 
the book 10% happier by dan harris i would like to just present before you a few uh, in very crisp the learnings again that is our modern lives puts us into a constant state of stress and panic and this has major consequences on our mental and physical health we can combat this stress through the practice of meditation which can ultimately lead to more compassionate fulfilling and productive lifestyle friends i'll also like to give you an actionable advice after going through the entire book the advice is increase your compassion through meta meditation picture yourself clearly in your mind and repeat the following phrases may you be happy may you be healthier may you be safe may you live with ease and the same things please repeat the same sentences repeat by imagining a benefactor like somebody in uh, whom you know like a dear friend a natural person a person with whom you have difficulties and finally all living beings so first repeat these lines for yourself and then repeat the lines for your loved ones you'll find dramatic change in your life and you learn how to live a happy life so thank you very much friends it's rick mar signing off for today